0: Hello, people of the internet. This is Anna Rock on And her editor, Katie. And we're here to answer one of our fans' questions and also to make an announcement.
1: So our lovely fan asked, how do you make the maps for your books? Both coming up with the land masses, geography, cities, etc. and artistically.
0: Um, well, artistically would be the easiest part for me to answer. So I'll go for that one first. I do a lot of any art that you see in Photoshop. Part of that is because it is a very good medium to transfer over into the the different publishing programs, because at the end of the day, you have to have a high res, like 300 DPI version to put into the various software systems. And it's very difficult to take something that, you know, you do on paper or on canvas and scan it in to a high enough resolution to be able to transfer it over without a lot of glaring mistakes kind of popping their heads. So I use a lot of Photoshop in order to do things, especially with maps. It's just as well that I do that because maps tend to be the most transitory artwork I do. They undergo a lot of different versions. I'm constantly changing things. I'm blowing them up. I'm... Trying to make them more to scale. So it's just as well that I do all my maps in Photoshop. Um, as for the geography itself. A lot of it depends upon what the characters need. And what the plot needs. Especially if this is a war book. Um, the geography plays heavily into my tactics. And the strategy that the main character does. So I try to create a geography that's not only at least semi-realistic, you know, something that we actually have in the real world, but something that will help them or hinder them, as the case might be, with uh, the plot. How do you decide where your cities go? Cities are kind of an arbitrary thing. Uh, sometimes I put cities in locations that just make sense. Uh, I always try to put cities at like the, the fork of a major highway or in the Uh, meeting point of two rivers Uh, I always am conscious of the fact that a lot of cities develop because there was trade that kind of prompted them so I have a lot of seaports for that reason Um, you know that said sometimes I put a town into a place because the characters have been traveling for four days and they need a place to stop you know that they've got to get a chance to grab food and you know sleep in a real bed that kind of thing so sometimes I put towns and cities And and those kind of locations. And sometimes again if it's a a war book. Then I put towns in place. Because something has to be ravaged to the ground. Do
1: you place things on the map. That you don't use later on in the book?
0: All the time. All of the time. A good example of this is cities. Actually I will put cities on the map. That you will never encounter. In the actual book. Uh, I put mountains in places. That you never actually see in the book. I Sometimes, not all the time, sometimes, like with the Deepwoods map, I had the whole map in place before I ever really started working on the book. I think I had two chapters written and I already had the map completed. So I had no idea how much of that you'd actually see in the book and how much of it would just be out of curiosity on your part when you saw the map on the website.
1: That brings up a good question of. Do you plan all your maps ahead of time and then they are what they are and you work within the confines of what you've done? Or do your maps evolve? Most of the time,
0: my maps evolve. There's only two maps that I've created completely before I put any words on paper. Deep Woods is one of them and the Artifactor series was the other. Those are the only two complete maps I've ever had. The rest of the maps evolved as I wrote Okay, you said you had an announcement to make. I do. So, some of my long-term fans will already know about this, but my new fans will not. I have a tradition that I started a couple years ago where if you send me a Christmas card or an appropriate bribe, we'll call them bribes, I will send you a short story of your choice. Now, these short stories tend to be anywhere around two to three pages, They change from year to year. I try to do a short story for at least three different series, and it's just little things uh, a glimpse into the winter holidays for the different characters. Sometimes I focus on a pairing, sometimes I focus on a group. Um, it, It changes every year. Now, if you're really good and if you send me something really awesome, or if you just ask really nicely, I might send you all three stories. But a Christmas card guarantees you at least one story.
1: Yep. All you have to do is notify us which story you want, whether it's in the Christmas card itself or whether it's just a message on Facebook. If you say, hey, I've mailed you out a card. Can I please have the Artifactor short story? We'll make sure to send you in return the Artifactor story.
0: Now, that said, I have a lot of fans that are in international waters they're not in the United States. So... If you want to have this story before Christmas, if you will send me your email address, then I will just email it directly to you. However, if you're one of those fans that doesn't really care if it gets there before the holidays and you want that paper copy, then all you have to do is just send me something. Make sure that I have your address and I will mail it back.
1: We've gotten really good responses. It's fun. You should try it out.
0: Now that said, this year, I'm not entirely sure which series I should be drawing from. uh, After all, I've got five worlds now. So uh, I'm going to actually be putting up a poll on my website, honorrockontour.com. And I will let the majority win. So you can go in, feel free to pick any, any pairing, any world that suits your fancy. And I will take the top three and write something from them.
1: We'll also be offering the possibility of having the stories written from the perspective of a secondary character. So for example, if you want to look into Ash and Rihanna's relationship from Ash's point of view instead of Rihanna's point of view, we're, we're going to offer that option as well. So we'll be putting some characters up there as well as some pairing options. So uh, keep that in mind. If there's something you've always wanted to know from a different character's point of view, now is your chance. I could not have said it better than my editor. So
0: I will be, of course, announcing this again on Facebook. And I will be putting up something shortly on my website so that the voting can begin. But I have a cutoff date of December 10th, I believe. is When I absolutely cannot accept any more you know, entries in. Because I have to, of course, have the time to respond to you guys. So try to get your cards and any bribes. And before uh, December tenth. Also, if you are intent on sending me some kind of a Christmas snack, I'm all for it. But be aware, I cannot have anything with wheat or dairy in it. So, if you're going to send me something, make sure to read the labels. You do not want a poisoned author. It delays things greatly.
1: And let me clarify something here: a bribe is not necessary. <laughs> she would just like bribes, but they are not necessary. A card is all that is required.
0: I say bribes because I get the coolest candy sometimes, and I'm really, really curious what you guys are going to find next. But no, she's correct. Bribe is not necessary. Uh, I just like to hear from my fans, and it's always really fun when I get to you know, the the end of the rush when I see all these different cards from the different countries and from my different fans. It just makes me happy, and happy authors are more productive. So see, it's a win win situation.
1: Please send her cards, <laughs> please. Because I I like a productive author as well. And you will reap the benefits of a productive author. So that is our announcement. Send us Christmas cards. You'll get a short story of your choosing in return. In the meantime, this is Katie. And Honor. Wishing you a wonderful Sunday wherever you are in the world.